good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to another episode of Lingo Life Podcast. And I cannot believe it's been so long since I've recorded another episode. I, yeah, it's just been busy, you know, with summer and everything. I hope everyone's had a lovely summer so far. I hope, well, if you've gone away, I hope it's been good. If you've been studying, then I hope studying's been good. I'm sure everyone's probably a bit anxious, a bit nervous, a bit excited as well going into this new year, especially considering unis and, you know, it's A-levels. But um, but yeah, so in this episode two, so I've decided to go with the languages that I've done as A-levels, which is both German and French. And this episode, I've decided to talk about Germany. And in particular, we're going to look at a little bit of the history side, but it, but analyzing and seeing how it's used in film and literature. So the topic today is, it's the reunification of Germany the second time, um, you know, when it splits into West and East Germany and how life was, I guess, I guess it's a very, it's very like conceptual conceptual topic and I think it's, it's going to be difficult to try explain certain nuances certain stand uh, views um, without trying to conflict the other the other one I guess but in this episode I'm just gonna you know do my best and try give it from a, a non-biased perspective so a little bit of history for the people that don't know a lot about Germany so you obviously knew that Germany was involved and, and debate about you know they started both world both both world wars but especially at the end of the second world war it was well as you imagine 10 times worse than the first world war you know with modern modernized weapons modernized machinery modernized art- artillery all of that you know you've got bombs and stuff it's obviously not very good but yeah so the 1945 the war is finally over and the allies have to decide what to do with germany and there was several conferences which the allies had in potsdam yalta um and they concluded in the Potsdam which was the latest one they concluded that Germany should be sectioned into four like quarters or four areas you could say and each area was to be controlled by an ally so imagine Germany cut up in four three quarters of it was ruled by Britain USA and France and the other quarter as you imagine was the USSR USSR the Soviet Union and reflecting on their own ideologies so you know USA capitalism um, communism for the USSR you can imagine how different areas of Germany was governed and it basically it basically um, and then basically you could see the formation of two different sides you've got the western side with all the western powers and then you've got the east side which was controlled by ussr and the different ideologies conflicted between the two you know the ongoing cold war that the way that the areas of germany were controlled matched the the ideologies the 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 allies had so for example west berlin is very free very liberal uh, capitalist you know like america however the east was a complete opposite it was very controlling it was it was communist basically just like the just like the russians um and officially on the si- on the 13th of august 1961 a wall was a wall was built 
uh, in the middle of Berlin. And if you wanted to cross from west to east uh, Germany, you had to go to Checkpoint Charlie, which is a really, really cool landmark in Berlin. And you can see where the wall fell. So I really recommend you guys go to Berlin if you wanted a place to go to because it's really cool. The history is just incredible. But yeah, so now they had this wall and officially you had two different countries. You had West Germany and you had East Germany. So events like the Olympics, World Cups, um, you know, you had two different countries basically competing against each other, even though they're in the same kind of, you know, country, like the whole premise. You know, and that was the way it was for another 20, 25 years. Um, however, the war eventually fell, like I said, 25, 26 years later. On the 9th of November, 1989, the war fell and politics, people's life, every, every, everything changed at that point. And then a year later, they became, they became one reuni reunified country again, which I think is crazy to believe, you know. But now in this in this like episode we're going to look at different films and their methods and their approach on citizen life during this period and i think it's a really interesting one because you know you've got two different countries ruled completely differently yet people lived yet how people lived it's a very it's a very interesting space to explore particularly in the east because you're under so much pressure, you've got so many strict rules you have to follow. The the temptation and the desperation to get away from the East must have been was so great. However, it was very, very hard to do. However, in one of the films, which I'm going to mention later, um, this family of four manages to find a way to escape. I'm not gonna spoil too much, you've got to wait a bit later for that, but they managed to find a way and they escaped to West Berlin, West Germany, sorry. Okay, so now we're going to get into the more exciting stuff. So now we're going to, in this episode, I'm going to talk about three German films based in this base between 1960 and 1989. Um, and two of them are set in the East and one of them, that sorry, they're all set in the East. However, the the attitudes is are very different towards the West and about wanting the escapism. They're very, very different. So the first film, which is my set film, which I have to study for German A-level, the film's called Das Leben der Anderen, uh, which means the lives of others. And I quite enjoyed this film um, because it was very, it was very it was a, it was very clever it was very different um i thought the techniques the director used was very were very uh, cool as well so the plot of the film is so you've got two you've got an artist who produces lots of literature and loves writing and producing plays right and he lives in east germany however throughout the film there's a police officer who's meant to inspect him and basically bugs his apartment and listens to everything he does and what happens is this police becomes more and more involved in this um in this playwright's life he eventually idolizes him and he changes the course of the mission which was to basically prove that this playwright was going against the values and morals of the of east of east germany and there's lots of 
complications, lots of events that happen. I'm not going to spoil too much because if you guys want to go want to go watch this film, I would definitely recommend it. I think it's on YouTube. But what's interesting is that is how the policeman changes his values throughout the film and how and how concerning and how restrictive the playwright it, the play the playwright is in terms of what literature he's allowed to produce in the east and what's really fascinating is he, in his apartment he has uh, in the playwright's apartment there's a lot of western literature and his ideas in his theater performances and plays they're very modernized they're very westernized and yet the authorities can't do anything about it because there's no hard proof he's going against the values of the east german society and i think that's really really um interesting however i also think it's a very he's a very privileged artist in some senses because you know having western literature in your house in the, in east germany was very very privilege it was very very fortunate you know because the east didn't really want to associate themselves with the west at all so it was very privileged his um the character the playwright's life the role of the stasi as well in this film is pretty i th- i'd say it's pretty normal i think it's pretty normal normalized like if you imagine what the stasi were like i'm pretty sure they'd be they're the exact same role in this film as you'd imagine um the stasi in this film they're very um abusive dominant aggressive um no right if you were an artist for example um you had lack of rights you'd have lack of privacy they would bug your room without telling you they'd hear everything they'd overtap everything so i think the role of the stasi is pretty normal like normalized in that way um at the start of the film there's an interrogation scene and again you can see the the role of the stasi they can't it comes from the russian russian ideals of communism and the way that they deal with um police and military events it comes through the stasi and how they treat small small problems like what we consider small problems nowadays for example having different kind of literature in your house and not really doing anything with it except reading it i think i think um in this film it's been greatly exaggerated however what's also interesting is that in this film it doesn't seem to be any discontent towards the west i don't think there was much anger towards the system like people were happy you know living um like i said the artists they could produce they had to be careful what they produced however they could still produce their own material um the the girlfriend of the playwright she's an actress so she keeps performing there are no problems there however again you need to watch a film before i spoil anything and you'll see what type of complications arise especially with the stasi being powerful being all knowing they control the whole state they control the whole country really and then it gets feeded up to the bosses and so on and so on right so the next film i'm going to talk to you about is called ballon and this contradicts and is a complete opposite of the film of das leben der anderen which i just said and this is a film where there's a family of four who whose situation in the east just gets worse over time and they're so desperate to escape from the east that they make a plan or to make a balloon go in the forest at night and fly over the border and get into west germany again i don't really want to say anything because there are some big spoilers here 
Um, and I think this one's also on YouTube as well, so go watch it. But they encounter their own problems and the children, they make friends and they want to take friends with them to the, you know, to West Germany because they're, they're because life there is so much better and they've heard such great things about it. But what's interesting is how it differentiates from the previous film I've just mentioned. In this film, there's a real sense of hatred towards government, hatred towards the way of living, and they're willing to risk their death, their lives for, you know, for an, for a chance of getting a better life. And for many citizens in the East, that's what they felt, and that's what they tried. That's what they tried to do. They tried to smuggle their way into the West, any by any means. And if they were fortunate, and then once they made it to the West, you know, they'd rebuild their lives, even if they had nowhere to go. It'd still be better than staying in the East. Um, so the director's aims and intentions of this film, I think, are particularly clear and particularly strong. However, the contrary between the two films, I think, is really, it's really, really, um, it's cool. Um, now, the final film that I've chosen is called Goodbye Lenin. And believe it or not, it differentiates to the other two that I've just mentioned. So the first one, if you can remember, that's Leben der Antren. There was no real, like, hatred towards the system like artists could produce literature they want but they had to be careful so in some sense it it was okay the situation there in the second film that i said goodbye um ballon sorry there was an impending sense of escapism they wanted to get out of east germany because it was horrible even if that meant dying for the cause and this family there was a really there was a young baby those they were all really young so you know, prepare, preparing to sacrifice your own family life really says something. But no, so this film is called Goodbye Lenin. And it's I think it's a very interesting film because it's one of the strangest films I've ever seen. Um, and the premise of it and the plot is quite interesting. So in this film, the mother, really early on in the film, the mother has a coma and she's in a coma for such a long time. The wall has come down and you know it's that germany's reunited it's one big country again however the mother is a big big fan of east germany and she hates the she hates the thought of you know being reunified as one big country no no kind of division no control like you know ussr had over east germany and so what the son does is he pretends everything is completely normal and the the wall didn't fall down and some of the methods he used, some of the means of, of achieving this was absolutely extraordinary. So, for example, him and his friend, he got a job in this TV kind of uh, business and him and a, his friend, they recorded fake old news and delivered it to her, to the mother who was just bed, who was just in bed um, at a hospital for the entire time. So she had no idea of knowing if what he said was true or not. And... They had they had family, they had visits, they had events, loads of loads of sort of like big kind of incidences occur, but the mother still doesn't know. And it's not until the very end of the film she realizes and her reaction was interesting. But yeah, again, I think this is on YouTube. Um I would say I would recommend this film as well. I think it was really good. But what's interesting is that we've got someone that's really passionate about the East German values, the morals, the government, the society that they live in. No one, like compared to the other film in Ballon, nobody really enjoyed it. No, they thought the way of living was, you know, really 
really poor and they wanted to escape but here she the mother loves it so much she wanted to stay and i guess living living in east germany you're going to have always going to have different people who like different things but this is a rare case in my opinion this is a rare case of someone really enjoying the russian governing them and really enjoying that system so yeah so overall you have three films with three very different takes on what life was like living in east germany and for the for the whole part if you lived in west germany you were mostly happy but in terms of literature that was produced this was probably western propaganda because you know the west the west was ruled you know by uh britain france usa they thought their methods of living was so so great however we've just seen there are three very different opinions three very contrasting films so i guess we'll never really know how life was like however based off films and literature and studies we can tell there were there were many inequalities many people liked it many people didn't and and yeah so that brings this episode to an end on german proper uh, german literature and film studies about the reunification of germany and i hope that has given you guys some you know some thoughts some a bit of history at the beginning and i hope that some of you at least check out one of the three films um so the next episode next week's episode is going to be on some french literature and i think this is this is going to be a fun one it's the question will be are french comedies the best in the world or not and this is going to be an exciting one because you could com- i'm going to compare lots of different styles of film so not just french film but also you know indian english bit of german and some other ones so thank you everyone for listening and hopefully you enjoyed it and i'll look forward to the next one